Kia tato, no mai hoki mai kite unpack. Tene to Kenya, kite mihi, kite korero, ko Atlantic, tokumana, ko deliverance tokuwaka, ko barbarian te iwihapu, ko small te fano, ko kai toku inga, tenakoe. Welcome to the Unpack Podcast. The views here and what we discuss in the Unpack Podcast are between Kai and Tabby. We are not tangata whenua and we do not try to speak on behalf of them, but while we are on their land, speaking on these issues, we just want to say thank you, kia ora, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Namihi. National identities evolve over time. Now, we live in a country that has struggled with its national identity for the last two generations. China's national identity switched over the last few decades due to global events. Following on from the era of the two world wars, China had to increase its international recognition and increase its soft power actively looking to make friends in the global field through national treaties and trade deals. The United States' national identity shifted since its civil war. When we think of the USA, we think of freedom and liberty because those are the values that have been actively perpetuated. And if you don't think that, you may be more focused on the transition of the identity itself. You see, popular representations of the United States pre-1920s was a nation of immigrants and a melting pot of cultures due to the large number of people from different ethnic groups finding refuge. But in New Zealand, we pride ourselves on cultural diversity, the by all means attitude and work ethic, and competitive sporting. But if you've been listening to the last two seasons of our podcast, you may think I'm lying to you. 40 years. Between the time Waitangi Day was celebrated and recognised as a national holiday in New Zealand. All other developed nations have national days where they celebrate the birth of their nation. But through celebrating Waitangi Day... Talks of becoming a republic, trying to get rid of our flag, and abolishing the mandatory rule to wear ties in Parliament, New Zealand has been inching forward to cut ties with her colonial master, Britain. Inch by inch. Today, we begin to look at that journey. The celebration of Waitangi Day, what it means to Kiwis who believe cultural diversity is part of our national identity, and to Kiwis who believe our ties will never decay with the Queen and Great Britain. Without further ado, let's unpack. So our first article of this episode, our first article of season three, comes from Stuff, published on September 12th, 2017. Headline says, New Zealand first candidate vows to scrap Treaty of Waitangi. Tagline says, residents yelled shame at the candidate after she touted a radical plan with the tagline, we want Kiwi, not Iwi. That's a terrible tagline. It's, it's just horrific on so many levels. Like, what? Yeah. And to those listeners at home who may not be able to look at the video, we just want to take down kind of a few notes from the speaker to try and paint a bit of a picture to what was being said. So first one, uh... And I quote, uh, NZ First are the only colorblind party. Wow. Now, you shouldn't want, this isn't something that you should celebrate. Being colorblind, you don't, no one wants you to be colorblind. Look, we are all different. There are people here from many different cultural backgrounds, countries. Being colorblind just implies that you're not even noticing or accepting the diversity. So you you don't want to be colorblind. You don't want to be the political party that says, I don't see color. No. Because you should. 
because you don't want to be the person that says, I don't see color. Yeah. Feel sorry for your traffic lights. <laughs> Moving on to the next point in the video. Did you know that, and another quote, did you know that Marty businesses are setting themselves up as charities to avoid paying taxes? I'm sorry, sis. Oh Literally every, every single person has been doing this. This what is a problem. Talking? This is, bro, what? This is, this is not a good thing, right? Yeah. We don't want businesses to be doing this. However, every single business, a lot of businesses do this. A lot of businesses do this. It's a loophole. It's, it's a different loophole. And it's also the people that do gardening on the weekends than just collect cashews. Like, 100%. Like, you're not setting yourself up as a business and nope. paying tax All on those that. construction like, companies, they just say, hey... You can pay a little less if you pay us by cash. They're doing oh, the exact same thing. So please and no. claiming that it's only Māori business? Come on. And one of the, a couple other notes from this video, I just want to say to the people who were there who saw this, um, big ups to you because while she was actually within the speech, mm-hmm. there was a lot of heckling, a lot of you just can't say that, you shouldn't say that, just people saying that's racist. So to them, we tip our hats because okay. we're glad that she wasn't necessarily given the agency and space to completely just um, just take the air out of the room with her words, as she was saying. I'm really, really happy about yeah. that. And last note, which uh-huh. is real weird, mm-hmm. at the end of her speech... She had a bag of lollies. Oh my goodness. That she got out and just threw at the crowd as like a here, go for a lolly scream. I don't That means that I you just, expected your speech to fail. I just I I just I yeah. just have so many questions. Yeah. I don't get it. I, yeah. Your teacher used to throw lollies when they made you do something that the class didn't want to do. Yeah. I was like, yo, there's this food burst in it for everybody. Like, oh, God, I guess okay. you're picking up rubbish. I guess we're just picking up rubbish. Yeah, I don't get it. Like there's no. No, you st- you're a politician. There's speaking no, of what, like a rally, like, come on. You're speaking and there's like, can you imagine all these people in the room who are like 50, 60 thinking, yeah, I'm a jump up for these lollies. Nah. No. That was real weird. No, I'm not finna, not to say anything about the New Zealand First Party at all, but I feel like the, the people in the room are not as agile as, you know what, I'm gonna leave it there. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, you don't need to go further. Yeah, but we will go further into some comments. Let's go. Uh, the first comment we're going to look at is from Dom. Dom says... About time someone talked about this. The whole one rule for one culture and one for another just breeds racism. We all live on this big blue marble together, so we as humans, not just a country, should have equal opportunity no matter race or heritage. I know that sounded like I was breaking it up. There's no commas in that second sentence. Sorry, I got you. I can so, yeah, at you. This should have been about like maybe a semicolon and maybe like a... Yeah, I got you. Thank you. Appreciate you. But um, Dom is... Like, at first, he's trying to address reverse racism. Yeah. Like the whole monoculturalism, <laughs> ethnic, ethnocentric approach of like, we all here together. We're all one. Come together. It's one culture. Yo, yo. But the first question that we actually got to address is, what is Kiwi? Like, we've heard it already a lot with the whole, you know, we want Kiwi, we want Iwi. And I mean, like, what? All I can say is that there are different meanings to different people. Yeah. Yeah, I get like I guess so, and I think Dom's hmm, Dom's whole thing of the one culture, one rule is Kiwi a culture? Would you say? I would. I would probably well because when you're comparing, say, being a New Zealander to being a Kiwi, mm-hmm. I think the big difference is is that when somebody says they're a Kiwi, they align culturally with different norms that you would maybe align with a quote unquote Kiwi. So like. I wouldn't say it's a culture, yeah. but there are, 
you might culturally identify as a Kiwi if that if you're going to allow me to kind of like straddle both sides there. I, I get you. I get you. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to unpack it all throughout this episode. Yeah. So I think that's a good start. Um, Dom also kind of says that he doesn't like the fact that Maori have the one rule and Pakia would have one rule. Monoculturalism is essentially ethnocentrism, and it's. I don't want to. I don't want to say this at all, but it is the main ingredient in genocide. Believing that your culture <laughs> is better, you know, like yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like the that's... supremacy that we are ultimately better than you, therefore you shouldn't populate the planet. Yeah, exactly. And like you have one rule over there, I'ma have one rule over here, hmm. but my rule is is better. Like I don't think Dom actually understands the seriousness of what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny with these type of comments because they'll then go into a country should have equal opportunity no matter race or heritage. And it's like, yes, I 100% agree with that sentiment. Mm -hmm. However, that currently isn't the case. Mm -hmm. So therefore Mm -hmm. we need to put procedures, measures in place that can hopefully get us to that position. But it's that there's that disconnect where people are like, "Mm, no, like people do have equal opportunities, which they just definitely do not. Yeah. And that should be a straightforward conversation. But it's not. I mean, if it was, we might not have a podcast. So, you know, shout out, shout out, shout out, you know, so. Next comment is from Shana. Shana says, what is she taking? If she did her homework, she would know there are no full Maori left. Most Maori have mixed heritage. Yes, white, Chinese, Indian, Tongan, Samoan, Croatian, Thai, French, Scottish, Jewish, just to name a few. That wasn't a few. <laughs> she named like 10. <laughs> Like, and she also gave up on the commas halfway through listening to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um... Look, Shana is... Uh, yeah. Correct. Yes. Just, Just like, sh- factual... Factually correct. Yes. Okay, hold on. Let, let's give her her flowers now. Yep, the world is becoming an ever more globalized place. Yeah. Yes. Like, and, and if you're gonna go home with the whole, like, oh, every Kiwi is a mongrel, you know, you don't know how our, like, ancestral roots or whatever you might have... You ever, man, you ever go into a conversation with someone's like, I'm 20% Swedish? I'm like, what does that mean? I, yeah. What, is, what does that mean? I mean, I guess that means that a 23 and me or an equivalent. Yeah. I mean, are they giving out percentages like that? I don't know. Uh, I'm never going to do one. So, like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, that's that whole, like, I guess, biracial conversation, right? Like, of, okay, you are three different races, but, like, which one do you identify with? Yeah. Yeah. And people have identity crisis about that all the time. 100%. I mean, we would have had plenty growing up. Oh, absolutely. And still are, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the train of thought that Shane is on is actually quite interesting. So mm. most people use the word mongrel when they can't be bothered to trace their origins. I know for me, I don't want to trace my origins. I'm yeah. from the Caribbean. It's littered with slavery. I'm good. <laughs> Nothing good is going to come from you doing that research. Yeah. E- exactly. I get you. Exactly. But do you, and I'm, I'm once again, I may be out here about, do you, kind of not you know i'm not are you reading something a little bit weird about jenna's comment well it's it's kind of like i don't understand what the intent intention is because the second part of the comment around like most people have mixed heritage yes i agree and the world is going to move there in that place but as Shana talking that we learn we shouldn't look to address some of the inequities that uh, Maori populations face because of the fact that they're likely to be say have some Maori in them maybe some Pakeha and some different ethnicities like is that mm. what Shana is mm. saying yeah or is Shana saying that we need to take just take a step back and understand that we are all mixed I don't know what the specific line of thought is mm. that, but then of course Shana does start with what is she taking which is kind of like a not agreeing with the original speaker's yeah. premise so yeah. 
it's a bit of a, yeah, I'm not really sure the kind of like the avenue that Shane is taking with yeah. this. Yeah, and I and I read up on um, the woman Kim Coloni, who is the the person who gave the we want yeah. Kiwi not Yubi speech. There's not really any part of that speech where she's kind of saying about full blooded Maori. Yeah, so it's kind of it's a strange thing to bring up because then is another avenue you could take is is Shane implying that if you don't have full 100% heritage from a particular country, then do you count yeah, as not. being from, as being, I am Zimbabwean because I am 100% Zimbabwean in air quotes because I don't know. Yeah. And if I'm not, then does that mean that I'm not counted as Zimbabwean? Like, uh, yeah. I'm not sure necessarily what Shane is trying to kind of say here. It's a really odd thing to bring up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right, though. You're right. The next comment is from John. John says, the country was founded in this document as for the list MP, she is trying to get exposure. There are better ways to show your usefulness as a politician, and that is to serve your people, not divide them. Yikes. <sighs> Boom. Applause for John. Boom. First one of season three, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, first first of all, when Winston was asked about this, because Winston at the time was the leader of the New Zealand First Party. Still, yeah. Still is, actually. Still is? Um, yeah, yeah. It's just the New Zealand Party. Not, yeah. I was, that's what I was going to say. I wouldn't know. I, I haven't really Googled them recently. Yeah, like, they ain't they really popping. They like. ain't trending. No. Uh, but when Winston was asked about this, he literally said, and I quote, that's why she's 38th in the list. Mm, that hurts coming from your leader. That, that like, yeah, really yeah. hurts. From your boss. Like, from, from, yeah, no. Yeah, like, oh, no, don't worry. My boss got my back and you wake at me like, <laughs> okay. Who? I guess not. Who? Who? Oh, the person who's 38. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a reason yeah. why. Yeah, probably pronounced your name as wrong. <laughs> oh, you mean Kaim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it yeah. is. I wonder if he even knew that they hired her. <laughs> I mean, it's like we've talked about, I think we talked about it season two uh, on when we talked about mom again, just in terms of like publicity stunts, different Mm -hmm. ways that people, different things he will do to get into the media. Mm -hmm. So trying to use divisive language to get into the media is a tried and true method of getting people clicks. I mean, look, shout out to you. You got on the Unpacked podcast. Congratulations. Congratulations. You made it. it. This is the pinnacle. And, like, who better than politicians to do it, right? Like, Absolutely. We've seen it from Judith Collins. We've seen it from David Seymour. We've seen it from David Seymour. We've seen it <laughs> David <laughs> Seymour does it all the time. But it's a tried and true method of getting people to talk about. You say something slightly outlandish, and then when maybe you have interviews from the news later on, you can try, you can kind of, like, wheel it back in. Oh, I didn't actually mean to say that what I was what meaning, I to, meant. but at that point people are already talking about it. your name is already yeah. out there you've yeah. already kind of achieved your goal so yeah. and even deeper in that the people who are on the fence about what you said will be waiting for your word of like no what i actually meant was and then that's yeah. where they get your your supporter base yeah um but talking about john's second part of his comment where he's talking about you got to serve your people not divide them um kim Coloni. Um, and I actually hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, I was going to say, when you came out so hard being like, Winston probably pronounced the name wrong, I'm like, did you like search up how to pronounce Kim's name? So it's Kim. No, I just have a lot of history about people pronouncing my name wrong. Oh, stop it, so, bro. So does that mean that you're exempt from like pronouncing other people's names wrong? I mean, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? So every probably like immigrant child out there who has a name that is mispronounced every day is like, oh, sorry, um, yeah. Sarah. Sorry. Oh, Sarah? Sorry, my bad. So, so sorry, so that's crazy. Sorry. Yeah, anyways, it's kind. Apologies, Sarahs no. who listen to this. You, you are lovely. <laughs> anyways, Kim is from Northcote, and that is where Kim will be running. 
uh, well, was running in that election. And Northcote's, Northcote's tagline is laid back and multicultural, uh, which is interesting, considering her thoughts on the Treaty of Waitangi. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Because she is neither laid, laid back, back or multicultural. <laughs> um, but Northcote's ethnicities uh, about 74% Pakeha, uh, about 8% Maori, 3% Pacific, and... 21%, well, 22% Asian. Um, and if you have added those up in your head and realized, hey, Carl, those don't equal up to 100, people can identify by more than one ethnicity. Which is great. Exactly. And, so. like, I don't want to... This is massively confirmation bias and uh-huh. a lot of different fallacies, but I've been to North Coat. Mm-hmm. It is very, very European park out uh, from my so from those, my experiences. But telling the truth, granted yeah. that I've been there like a handful of times, mm. but I'm just valida- validating the stats, the bit of um, anecdotal evidence there. I, I love you. I love. I love calling yourself. You were like, "Hey, no, listen, this is confirmation bias." Yeah. However, however, I'm gonna go off. An interesting fact about North Coast actually is that do you know the proportion of people uh, were born overseas is 36. percent Wow. Uh, compared with nationally, twenty seven percent. And what that means is That's that actually it, a pretty big difference. in your average suburb, twenty seven percent of the people there were born overseas. In mm. North Coast, thirty six percent. So you have a third of people in that electorate being like, I'm not even born here, but I would like to be probably like to be in New Zealand, probably yeah. like to be considered a Kiwi. And the woman that is running to Yikes. represent you is like we want Kiwi, not Iwi. That's that's what I'm telling you. Like, welcome to this suburb. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. Yikes. Next comment is from Anthony. Anthony says, the Treaty of Waitangi... Ooh, Waitangi is in all caps. Oh, this ain't good. This ain't good this already. Ain't good. The Treaty of Waitangi is the oldest treaty that still exists. In brackets, alliance between Portugal and England is the only exception. End of brackets. Too old. Outdated. And needs to be thrown out. So just before you go off, because I know you're about to get into your historical bag here. Mm-hmm. Waitangi was all capitalized, which should have been like a alarm bells ringing, alarm bells ringing. Why mm-hmm. this comment is either going to be trash yep. or amazing. Yep. And that's me being very optimistic. <laughs> very, very <laughs> optimistic that there's going to be some, wa- some reason as to why someone would put Waitangi in all capitals yeah. and then go off in some beautiful soliloquy about how we need to commemorate it and we need to celebrate etc etc yeah yeah but go off because yeah. i know this is your historical Actually, bag before i even go off i'm a link onto that and do you know when like you take somebody in all caps and your phone is like oh you you text it like for example i'll text you being like yo uh new new mcjenkins just dropped yeah and then my phone's like oh you use dropped in all caps all the time <laughs> oh Oh, nice. And any any sentence now that I use the word dropped and all I caps. spell it correctly, it's like all caps. Yeah, it does that. Yeah. And so when I read this, I was like, Anthony has been shouting about Waitangi for a little bit. Oh, and man. so I like how you were like, I'm very optimistic because I'm like, he's very passionate about it. Whether it's positive or negative, we finna find out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, we don't know. <laughs> we finna find out. Yeah. Um, but to get into my historical bag, they did say alliance between Portugal and England is the only it's- exception. Yeah, which is Correct. true. Correct. However, let me tell you a little bit about the Anglo-Portuguese alliance. Uh, it, welcome to Colonization 101 with Unpack. Uh, <laughs> the oldest alliance, and it was basically saying that, yo, England and Portugal are never going to go to war with each other. And that sounds like a, yo, that's kind of nice. That's so beautiful. Which uh, I guess to the untrained historical eye, such as my own, it's like, 
Nice. Nice. Do you know why that alliance, one of the reasons that alliance was signed? Tell me. England colonized a lot of places. They did. Portugal colonized a lot of places. Oh. And they were like, listen, if we go to war, a lot of our assets are going to be destroyed. A lot of them. So they were like, let's just not let's go Let's never then? do this. Because oh, it's essentially mind. a world war. I mean, okay, so I, I disagree with like 99% of wars just off the back of, I don't think they're great. Mm-hmm. So like, I stand that. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. Nah, the reason for that yeah. is there's way worse than you can imagine. Yeah. They were pretty much like, listen. If you don't look, if we don't fight, we could just keep calling us in place. Yeah, that's what I was on. Yeah, if you're trying to get more islands, I'm trying yeah. to get more islands. Right, you B. take that part, yeah. we'll take this. We'll mind your business. Yeah, mind your business, B. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Yeah, but <laughs> on the other side of the comment, John's like, ah, John, whoops, Anthony. Anthony says it needs to be thrown out. It's too old. Yeah, that's just a horrible premise. That's a horrible. That's like, a horrible premise. Like what? the only, the only, only reason I feel as though you would ever, and I really don't want to use the word thrown out. Uh-huh. The only reason why you would make adjustments or add to a treaty mm-hmm. is if you felt as though it was completely honoured mm-hmm. and that you had kind of quote unquote achieved mm-hmm. everything that you could within the scope of that treaty and you like to go okay no we want to go further and add to this yeah now we have not done that in new zealand so it should not be abolished it should not be thrown out or any of the phrases that anthony used no no in fact we just need to start honoring it yeah we should maybe start and then maybe 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 we could look at being like okay what do we want to do from here yeah and when you say from here we're talking about in 200 years in the future uh Maybe add a zero, then... Mm. Oh, but the planet's going to explode. Let's not go down that path. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Let's go to the next article. Yeah. (laughs) Next article is from Stuff, published on January 9th, 2017. Yes, it was before the article uh, that we just talked about with Kim Kiloni. However, this one caught our eye. Uh, Headline says, Prime Minister Bill English will not attend Waitangi Day commemorations. Uh, Tagline says, Bill English will spend Waitangi Day in Auckland and not attend celebrations at Waitangi. Um, for those who do not know, every Waitangi day, uh, you can go to Waitangi and be a part of the celebrations and the entire schedule there. Um, and it's it's lovely. It's really nice. I know that from Kaitai, there is a walking group. Oh, nice. walk from Kaitai to Waitangi. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it is as big as it was when I was in school. Yeah. Um, but it is beautiful. Um, you walk past so many cultural like icons and cemeteries and churches just culturally significant historically significant to northland as well um and if you're if you're in that walk there will be somebody who can walk you through the exact history of the place um if anybody is wanting to actually do that i'm sure it still goes on yeah um whether the walk starts from kaitai or not i don't know anymore um but yeah look into that but this article was when prime minister bill english was in power for that short amount of time. Right? Yeah. And and defended his decision to skip Waitangi Day commemorations because, and I quote, said many Kiwis cringe a bit at the protests that take place on New Zealand's National Identity. Uh, National Identity. National Day. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Let's just go into the comments. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Romy says, this is getting ridiculous. Are we not one people in New Zealand? 
Māori are dividing things by not allowing the PM of New Zealand to speak. Might be different if he was Māori, but wouldn't that make it racism? What? And like, let's, okay, let, let's break it down. Mm-hmm. Now there's the, the, are we not one people kind of narrative that people love to spread within mm-hmm. New Zealand. And oh. it's kind of something that's like almost weaponized because if you're critiquing the country and saying, say, oh, it's kind of aspects of a racist, they'll be like, oh, are we not, are we not one? Are we not one? And it's almost as though if you say no to that, then you're kind of you're kind of painted as a bad guy when it's like no I'm I'm not saying that but there are racial aspects to the history of this nation and there are people here who have this the, these different ideals which don't necessarily align with the New Zealand that I want to have right. so this whole like are we not one people we are us I think it's I just disagree with that narrative and having that kind of like argument about the wording just doesn't really take us anywhere that's I mean bro you went off i I totally agree with everything you just said hey um, thanks however however this comment is multifaceted in its hypocrisy um <laughs> that's <laughs> nice bro multifaceted in your hypocrisy uh, you know, man, imagine being told bro you're multifaceted in your hypocrisy that's fine i'm gonna steal that i'm gonna rip that and use you that know, my penmanship game going up bro i'm just <laughs> telling you um but romy also kind of says i'm like maria dividing things um, and I really want to ask anybody that thinks that, do you think Maori are actually dividing things or do you think things have been divisive since day one? And we're only now figuring that out. I just kind of want to say, I don't want to hear people's answer to that question. Cause I know that, that the second one is correct. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, no, sorry. No, we cool. gave you maybe three seconds in between Kai speaking and me speaking. Hopefully between that point, you were able to come up with your own, with your own conclusions, but New Zealand has it, it's always been divisive. There's also some people are kind of waking up to realize this now, unfortunately. A- absolutely. But, I mean, about time. Absolutely. Third, third part of Romy's comment that I was like, you know what, bro, like, I'm not really feeling this, uh, <laughs> was, you know, by not allowing the PM of New Zealand to speak might be different if he was Māori. Uh, Bill English accepted an invitation, and I, I'm getting this from the article, if you would click on it, yeah. um, accepted the invitation from Iwi leaders to lead a delegation of ministers to Waitangi um, to meet ahead of Waitangi Day celebrations, um, but he said he will not attend the annual porphyry. Uh, now listen, was he not invited to speak? False. Bill English was invited, and he was like, I'm going to go before then with some mm-hmm. ministers do my thing, yeah. but I'm not going to the actual Waitangi Day on Waitangi Day. Mm. And once again, hey, Bill, that's Bill English's choice. We, we don't have to get into that just yet, but Romy, read the article. Yeah. You just got to read the article. I mean, I think that's just like a a call to anybody who comments, and even us sometimes when we're all sitting I mean, I catch myself sometimes reading the title of an article, sending it to you, and, you, and you're being like, did you read it? And I'm like... No, I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, bro. No, I'm it sorry. was they clickbait, bro. They got they, me. Nah, you they know, do, they so do get you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for like, cause that's uh, look. I do it too. Yeah, I'm not coming at you. I I always do it. I'm like, yo, that's the headline for real, and it shocks you a little bit yeah. so much that you just don't even breathe the article. You're like, damn. Yeah, for real, they got us. They stopped pineapple lunch for real. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> just a shipment kind of went missing, but they're back now. You know, yeah. Next comment is from Steve. Steve says, government bought this on themselves. Stop supporting Maori and I'm not Maori bashing. Oh, do we need it? We no, all read have, the rest, read the rest. We all have access to education, employment, 
Māori are a small percentage of our population, but a large percentage of our prison population, and that interferes with employment. So have some pride in Māori, show some respect, and grow up. It's only a handful dragging of troublemakers. We are one people New Zealanders. Guts me to see the way things go because of a, of a few idiots. Violence is not the answer, but smash them, bro. But smash them, bro, is in capitals. Bro, are you just leaving? Are you, you good? Are you... Alright, Kai's left the... Alright, sorry, bro. Why did we do season three? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, let's go through a structured way. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go from the okay. top. Alright, okay, okay, so first sentence. Government bought this on themselves. Government bring a lot of things on themselves, but I'm not giving you any points on this comment. <laughs> Alright, bro, you ain't, you ain't playing. Alright, next comment. Next comment. Stop supporting Maori and I'm not Maori bashing. Okay, so this is the exact same as... I'm not racist, but... Mm-hmm. But Kai, but I just think black people oh just like you know, just oh, man. you uh, you get what I'm you, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying. Man. You like I'm not, but I'm not being racist. I, it's I'm just not. you know. If I closed my eyes right now, I think that I'm at Dakota right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, when like, someone's just come up to you, hey Kai, hey, bro, I'm love you. I hey man, I'm not a racist or anything, man, but like. Tupac's my favorite rapper. What does that mean, bro? <laughs> what does that mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, and also anything that you preface that in your argument, nah, it nullifies your entire argument. Yeah, I don't want to be racist, but look, be racist for a second, <laughs> okay? Speak, say it with your chest, okay? <laughs> I like just speak unapologetically. Yeah. Because your whole tiptoeing around of like, hey, look, I'm not. And you know what? Let's not even use the racist thing. A lot of dudes do it as well. Like, I'm not sexist, but. Oh, yeah. I was using it as an example. Insert anything. Yeah. Yeah. Insert misogyny. Insert anything. And you go on some sort of hot take rampage, whatever. Get out. Nah, we're not. Get out, man. Get out. But anyways, let's not, let's not, let's, yeah, because yeah, I'm going to lose it. Next thing we is... We all have access to education, employment. That is just, we all, okay, so what? technically we can all have access, uh-huh. yes, mm-hmm. but the, there's levels to it. And there is levels to it. The word access is the big word there. There are like, from where I grew up uh, during like my high school years, mm-hmm. there were the, there were like four or five, maybe even like six different high schools that I could have gone to. They're all really good, have good reputations. Like I had a high level of access to quality education. Now, there are so many other parts of the country where that is not the same. And that's just on the face of it without looking into how I could possibly get to school, without Mm. even looking into how I could possibly afford school, Mm -hmm. lunch, et cetera, et cetera. There is levels to access. It's not just a case of, oh, Everybody should have access. It's publicly funded. That's not... Unfortunately, the world isn't like that. Facts. Facts. Hey, applause to you. Oh. That's so true. I mean, that that's is... a weak applause. I don't... That's for... Right, I'm going to take That's the bare minimum. Thank you. Right. Like, we're not giving praise for doing the bare minimum anymore. Yeah, you're right. No, we're not. We're you're not. Right. The bar's a little bit higher, and Steve has obliterated <laughs> the ground in his attempt to even hit the bar. It is... <laughs> Unbelievable. Next sentence of his was, Māori are a small percentage of our population, but a large percentage of our pr- prison population, and that interferes with employment. You, you spelled employment wrong, my G. All right, come on. We're not, okay, look, we're not grammar police in people's comments, bro. I am if you're doing this. Um, so have some pride in Māori, show some respect, and grow up. Uh, and then I'm just going to go on for the... It's only a handful yeah, yeah. of dragging troublemakers. We are one people, New Zealanders. Guts, bro, the way things are. 
because a few idiots. Files is not the answer, but smash him, bro. Okay, I mean, like, Steve's right in the sense that money make up a large, like, proportion of our prison population. He said small. Sorry, no, of no, the no, prison yeah, population. Uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, he said yeah. a small, a small percentage of our population. Yeah. Our? Our? Not a small percentage of our population. Who's he speaking to? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways. <laughs> um, and that somehow interferes with our employment. Then this, this rhetoric here of the whole, a handful of troublemakers dragging down us New Zealanders. Mm. Like what he's saying here is if you are Maori and you do not run into the perils of the justice system or the corrections facilities, you're now a New Zealander. Well done. Here's your yeah. badge. You made it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, bro, the, bro, the, the end of that comment, violence is not the answer. But smash him, bro. Yeah. Also, but smash him, bro, in caps lock. I don't, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume Steve is being facetious. Yeah. Because to just say violence is not the answer and then follow that directly up with but smash him, bro, I assume Steve is joking. I, yeah, I do hope. Like, I yeah. hope. You're too optimistic. Man. I maybe I am. Yeah, your I don't optimism know. I'm is, trying to see the good. I'm trying to table. see the good in people. And I'm I trying to. It. No. <laughs> don't. Alright, let's. Alright, Look. <clears throat> Next comment is from Wayne. Wayne says, "Fair enough. Close the winds office up there while you're at it." Wait. What? I don't. Why would we close the winds office? What? There, oh, first of all, there's no winds office in Waitangi or Pahia. The closest, like, is in Kawakawa. But. But hold on, okay. Mm. So I think... Did you scroll down? No? Because I think I've seen... Uh, that, uh, oh, oh, interesting. Oh, we found a reply. We found a We reply. don't like to look at reply. Did you not... We don't like to look at reply We don't like threads. to look at reply threads. Because it just... It goes too far, but... Alright, let's... Alright, what does... Alright, this next one's from yeah, Rob. Yeah, next one's from Rob. Uh, Rob says... Where, where would all the unemployed Pakeha get their wages from? Then I recently went to a wind's office and it was full of well-dressed honkies with colored hair streaks, some in high heels, nice dresses, even had some Chuck Taylors on. Bludgers. Uh, there's just... Okay, this is an interesting point for us, right? Because this is a first piece of discourse that people are having in the comments without us. Yeah, you're right. Um... Rob does hit a counterpoint, say, hey, look, there's a lot of white people in Wynn's offices. Yeah. But Wayne didn't say that at all. Yeah. Wayne was just like, yo, close the Wynn's office. Yeah. And, I don't... And I Rob don't. was like, but what about the white people that need to go to Wynn's offices? Yeah. And then just like with the colored hair streaks and the height, that's... I don't like that. Yeah. I don't no, like that. It's, it's like, why are you trying to... Like, people can wear high heels and be... And ha- ha- the hair can be whatever color they want it to be. Yeah, well-dressed. And also the word honkies? I don't like that. Grow up. I don't like that. Grow up, bro. I really don't like that. Like, why are we using... Oh, my oh. gosh. Um, Wayne hits back. Wayne says, not sure where you got the racial tone from, but Northland has the highest ratio of beneficiaries in New Zealand. Must be coincidence. Uh, Rob's been baited. Yeah. Rob's been baited. And what I mean by that, for anybody listening, is that Rob has read into the racial undertones of Wayne's comment. Mm. And Wayne has said nothing about that at all. But he definitely knew he was implying it. Yeah. Definitely knew. Because why would we? Why would I talk about wins on an article about Bill English not going to Waitangi? Waitangi, yeah. And he's like, oh, but Northern has the highest ratio of beneficiaries on there. And it's like, okay, bro. All right, you're taking the piss. 
<laughs> you just taking the piss at this point. And you know what? It goes on. It goes on. Uh, Rob replies and says, no racial tones, just bringing balance to your post. The aim of the welfare system is to help all New Zealanders. Just sounds like you're saying all North and Māori are on benefits. Sorry if my post had a racial tone, mate. Just partly taking the piss. Have a great day. Oh, I hate the just bringing balance to your hey, post. And then just, just bringing... the, hey, nah, I was just kidding. Hey. I was, nah, you know <laughs> just me. trolling, bro. I caught uh, you. <laughs> yo, I appreciate you. Hey, hey. bro. It is what it is. We yeah. all looking at Rob. You got baited, bro. <laughs> yeah, take your L and leave. <laughs> Take your other leave for real. What kind of argument is going on in this conversation, bro? I'm confused, bro. bro. And it it goes on. Rob then says, hey, I love your motorcycle. Total respect. Good luck. And then Wayne replies, sold the MT-01. Have just acquired the MT-10. Steve's my brother. Is this how white people talk about racial discourse? (sighs) Is this how they have discourse on racial? I don't. I just. You know what? We're going to go to a commercial break. See ya. Kia ora team. We hope you're enjoying the Waitangi Day episode. Just chiming in to let you know that we have a wavy new website. Unpackinz.com is the home of everything you need for anything Unpack related, including merchandise. Currently, we have merchandise for season two, and as we upload the episodes for season three, prints will simultaneously become available to you of the episode artwork as well as other little gems, so make sure you head to the website. We also have a section of the website where you can become a patron. Patreon is how you can join the Unpack community and support the podcast with all of the funds going straight back into the podcast, making these episodes as great as they are. We've got a lovely little community with the following people and would love it if you joined. So to join, head to unpackingz.com. But a hearty good morning to the following people. Tim, Alicia, Paige, Yelena, Steph, Tawairangi, Nadia, TJ, William, Jala, Natalie, Claudette, Zephyr, Haley, Henry, Yana, Sammy, Finn, Tom, Jared, Alex, Ezekiel, Nasha, Dana, Lewis. Don't worry, that's just half of them. So if you're sitting at home like, wait, I'm a patron. Where was my shout out? You're going to get a shout out episode seven. So to those people, a hearty good morning and enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back from the commercial break. We've certainly calmed down. And now we're going to Dubai? Yeah, we are going to Dubai with our next... Uh, nice segue. Hey, cheers, bro. Nice. Thank you. I'm coming for your job. Hey, moving on. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the next article is from February 7th, 2020. Um, so, yes, just last year from Stuff. Headline says, Burj Khalifa lit up with New Zealand flag for Waitangi Day. Tagline is, New Zealand's flag covered the world's tallest building as a show of support. On February 6th. Nice. 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 That's pretty calm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Tallest building ever. Shout out. Shout out y'all. First comment from Carrie. Carrie says, It's recognition a treaty was signed. It is a problem because Te Reo Treaty is different. We need to recognize Te Tiriti O Waitangi and Action Act. Nice. Applause to Carrie. We like that. Shout out Carrie. Just going straight into it. Like, yeah, the main difference between the English version and the Trail version uh, is the word sovereignty, for those who do not know. Um, and there are many, many resources online. 
Yeah, we are not the experts on that matter. We are, we are not the experts on that matter. But what I did learn in school was, yes, uh, kawanatanga and sovereignty are two different things. Mm. Um, and the chiefs thought that they were signing a totally different treaty because yeah. of that one word. Mm. Mm. So, yes, uh, sovereignty was never given from Britain. Uh, but the treaty signed in mind that sovereignty would be included um, for Maori chiefs. And that was never honored. And there's a lot of other things from the treaty that are not honored. And so Carrie is kind of like, okay, that's recognition that a treaty was signed. Um, but it's a problem. Yeah. Because we still need to talk about the fact that the Treo version of the treaty is mad different. Mm. Um, and which we definitely do as a nation need to talk about that. Absolutely. But actually, instead of saying we need to talk about that, I think people just need to listen. Because people Ooh. have been, I mean, people have been wanting to talk about it Ooh. since the dawn of time. It's I'm just people need to listen. That. Bro, that was nice. That hey. was nice. Off top two. Jeez. Hey, thank you, bro. Next comment comes from Del. Del says, as a Maori woman of Napoli descent and having been very blessed slash fortunate to see and ascend the awesome Burj Khalifa, you have to appreciate the size, scale, and beauty of this magnificent building, and to see the New Zealand flag on there is just amazing. It is simply an acknowledgement and a respectful tribute to the close ties forged between New Zealand and the United Arab Emirates, especially during a time of tragedy and immense sadness. Christchurch, 15th of March, 2019. Shukran, Dubai. We ought to talk about the whole, like, self-identification. Mm-hmm. We do, because... Because it's... As soon as I read it, I found it a little bit satirical. And I didn't necessarily read into that, but I can see kind of what you meant. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of feelings about this whole self-identification thing on yeah. the internet. Um, and it, it started off... You, you ever go on those YouTube videos, you're trying to, like, I don't know, just listen to some old head music, yeah. and someone there is like... I'm 15 years old here. Uh, Elvis Presley is way better than Justin Bieber um, and all the crap my generation listens to now. Yeah. And there's like old heads being like, yeah, good on you, kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's a big one in like sports debates around, I don't follow this person's team, therefore I'm impartial and therefore mm. I can stay my opinion and you should listen to it. It's almost as though a person is like self-pedestaling or it can be used as a, I know I'm not the expert in this space, but this is just my opinion. Yep. And then there's kind of two responses to that. Well, if you're not the expert in this space, should you kind of leave it to the experts in that space? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not here to poo-poo on people kind of like sharing their opinion. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it comes off as a way of like, I'm speaking on behalf of this group of people and yeah. on the internet. I don't like that because you can speak on behalf of anybody and nobody can really fact check you on that. Like the fact that Dell says Maori woman Napoli descent. Cool, cool. Are you speaking on behalf of? I know you're speaking on behalf of yourself, but like, why did yeah. you feel the need to self-identify here? I think it's it's almost a case of Dell feels as though because of this, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have an educated opinion on this. Right. And that if in this case here, if I was a woman of Pakeha descent, then maybe you should put less stock into my opinion perhaps perhaps yeah yeah and i i personally i don't i don't get it yeah um we had a conversation about this yeah someone asked me to self-id yeah for an issue that involved black people yeah and i was like i didn't say anything because they deleted their comment but i was like just click on the profile 
Yeah, it's and it depends on the setting, right? Because yeah. of course, in a world where there's so much misinformation, mm-hmm. hi, I'm a doctor who is a PhD in um, epidemiology, mm-hmm. and my take on the virus how it's moved to Zig was that it's like, oh, doc, okay, l- let me listen up to you, right? So right, it of it kind of depends on the context of which people are using it in, but yeah, and it's something that we're definitely going to see like a lot more moving forward. But yeah. I mean, to kind of go into Dell's comment, I mean. Yeah, like, you do have to appreciate the beauty of the building. And, I mean, it's yeah. forging close relationships. I was unaware that there were a lot of, say, ex- New Zealand expats in UAE, especially Dubai. A lot, a lot yes. Well, Dubai is actually a, a very big uh, expat place. Yeah, I knew there were a lot of, like, a UK, lot of a lot of British expats. Yeah. But I didn't know that they had also come. They um, There were a lot of New Zealand ones so, as well. Yeah, a lot of New Zealand. Actually, uh, two people from my uh, class when I was in university went to do an internship in dubai oh wow yeah they were like they were top top people in the yeah. class so like they went over there but like there was already that relationship with like a university mm-hmm. over there so really really interesting um but yeah Dell's comment while i do yeah appreciate that you know um and also love to hear their opinion the self-id thing just kind of felt a little bit eh, for me you know yeah yeah next comment comes from antonios Antonio says how many slaves built that one Got to love these oil-rich corporation states covering up the human rights violations. Okay, well, first of all, ad hominem. Hey, nice, bro. You know, nice. I, got you, I got you, hey. Nah, Could you, you just define, explain that? For sure, for sure. So an ad hominem is when you're in a, let's say, an argument or a conversation, and you're attacking the person, yeah. not the point. So in, in this In this case... context, the person is Dubai. Oh, so okay. Yeah, now I get person, you. Person, place, events, sure. But you're missing the point entirely. So do you mean the, the oil-rich corporation specifically? Got yeah. you. Okay, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then another thing about this comment. Uh, yes, United Arab Emirates, very oil-rich. We all know this. Yeah. Um, doesn't really sit right with me of like the whole, how many slaves built that one? There, There is no such thing as, sele- like, there are people that yeah. are in slavery. It's very dehumanizing, right? Yeah, people who have been enslaved, calling them slaves sounds like they signed up for it, if you get me. Yeah. It's very dehumanizing, like, as you see. Lawyers. Mm, people, they signed up to pe- be, yeah. People who practice law. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Yeah, so that's one thing there. But um, two, uh, once again, two fact check. We are unpacked podcast. How many people did die uh, doing the uh, Burj Khalifa? Four. Yeah, that's it. Four. I don't. I don't know if we talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. Uh, unconfirmed media reports uh, said that a man jumped uh, after a dispute with his employer on the construction site of the Burj Khalifa. Yikes! And that's all we're gonna say on that. Yeah, and it's it does bring up some form of an interesting point. Interesting isn't the word, more of a tragic point, really, about how massive construction projects, I mean, they are inherently, they do focus a lot on health and safety, but historically, there have unfortunately been a lot of deaths in the building of some of the massive um, structures of our time. So, mm-hmm. so, for example, Suez Canal, which has been in the news quite a bit, took 11 years to build, um, and through 1.5 million forced and hired labour, Let's not dissect that. Okay. Um, there were unfortunately about 120,000 deaths, which is 
a lot. That's that, that's, yeah. that's that's scarily high. I mean, the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, there were thirty deaths, unfortunately. Sydney Harbour Bridge, just across the pond. Um, Sixteen workers passed away out of the two thousand five hundred that worked oh, on man. it, and the Qatar World Cup that a lot of people will be looking forward um, yeah, to. I'm, I'm yeah, uh, not good. Oh no. Um, oh, no. An estimated 6,750 migrant workers uh, have died due to a combination of heat, exhaustion, long hours, poor living conditions, and horrible contracts. So yes, unfortunately for the massive structures of our time, World Cups and Olympics in particular, I mean, we could have episodes on episodes on World Cups and Olympics in terms of how problematic they are, especially Mm. when they're rushing to get cities essentially built, especially Mm. in Qatar for this World Cup. But yeah, no, there are a lot of deaths, unfortunately, that are associated with these massive construction buildings here. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's so sad. And I know that we did gloss over, well, not we, you did gloss over the uh, forced and hired labor. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, we don't need to go into that, but workers' rights in most countries are not yeah. A1. Um, and I know that we probably feel as if we're on a pedestal in New Zealand of workers' rights and stuff. I understand that a lot of tradespeople do get injured yeah. um, and have horrific injuries and sadly often deaths, Yeah, even in New Zealand. Yeah. So don't let's not point fingers i think in all construction sites and in all countries some people have the worst jobs in terms of like developing these things that we look up and we admire we like yo the brooklyn bridge i would love to go see the swiss canal at some stage but now knowing that there were 120,000 deaths Mm. yeah and also new zealand just to before we move on, New Zealand isn't completely exempt from this kind of talking about slavery. I mean, just in 2020, a person was sentenced to 11 years for human trafficking and slavery in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. So it's not as though it doesn't happen here as well. Yeah. But yeah. we digress. Next comment is from Feben. Feben says, Auckland Tower needs to do this on Waitangi Day. Uh, they do. Oh, yikes. Um, They do. In fact, Auckland Harbour Bridge joins in. They do light shows for Waitangi Day. They're beautiful. So, do you think this is somebody kind of trying to start something? Yep. This is somebody trying to be like, that's so nice. Why don't we do that, man? We suck. Yeah. And it's like, did you Google it all? Which isn't really a helpful narrative at all for for anybody, right? Exactly. Well, because for people that may not even know or live in New Zealand reading that comment like New Zealand what? Because I honestly had no idea that we did that we did. Yeah, but once again, I didn't look at the Sky Tower when I was in Auckland last time for Waitangi Day. I've only been in Auckland once in Waitangi Day. Yeah. And I went to see the Harbour Bridge. Lit pun nice. Sky Tower, didn't know. I had to Google it. Googled it, saw the photo. Nice. Nice. Sky Towers uh goes in i think with chinese new year yeah and they have a strict schedule of what will be on the sky tower throughout the chinese new year yeah and it's like oh but but on waitangi day we do totally different yeah that's nice we're gonna pause that cool like and also calling it the auckland tower (laughs) my g hey look maybe uh, maybe this person doesn't know i I don't know i don't know like what but but i I want to I want to talk about this comment a little bit more because why why do you think we feel the need to like show out because there are some things that don't get 
displayed on the sky tower and that's mm. fine like i know anzac day the sky tower turns into a large poppy yeah beautiful nice but there are some things that we just don't actually put on the sky tower and then there are also really weird things that we put on the sky tower mm. um but why do we feel the need to show out for those i think because it perpetuates an idea and well many ideas around our national identity and that we're kind of coming together like i mean History, we choose to honor the parts of history that we choose to honor because they make us coming out looking like rosies and putting on a united front on Waitangi Day and putting up images on the Sky Tower is one of those things. I mean, while I think many people would probably just ask, hey, could you just like honor like the, mm. you know that? The, the treaty if you could just mm. honor it like that and just, yeah. maybe instead of the lights i'm sure however it needs to be seen yeah that the new zealand government or maybe in this case the auckland government auckland council sorry i'm not sure who puts on the lights is showing off the fact that they care yeah yeah not perfect answer you're absolutely right i think the we don't really have anything else like it right we don't have anything else like the like a the Harbour Bridge or the Sky Tower and like, yeah. let's say like Wellington. Um, I know that we have a light show on the waterfront for Matariki. Yeah. Wellington, but like, yeah. Real interesting how we choose to display it. Mm. Next article is from the spinoff. Published on February 6, 2019, the headline is, there's something off about the London Waitangi Day pub crawl. The tagline for that article is, it's like walking down Courtney Place during the Wellington Sevens but with an added backdrop of racial disharmony. First of all, rest in peace, Wellington Sevens. Yeah, pulling out. Pulling out for the homies. But this article uh, is... It, let's go back. It was in my timeline this Waitangi Day. And I was wondering why. And when we started to write this episode, I looked at the comments and I realized people come back every year. Mm. This article gets republished every year on Waitangi Day. Yeah. Um, because they are trying to bring light to Kiwis in England. Um, sorry, the Kiwis in London Facebook group um, who do a pub crawl every Waitangi Day. And very interestingly enough, this article actually uh, encouraged uh, a action station petition for Remove Waitangi Day uh, from the Kiwis in London Day pub crawl. And it never got the amount of signatures that it needed, um, but we're going to go into this article, what it caused, and why the spinoff keep republishing it. Mm. They like to spark the fire. <laughs> and I think this is the first article that we're looking at from the spinoff in Unpack History. Y'all can get the smoke too. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. First comment is from Brent. Brent says, it's a party, an opportunity for expats to gather in mass and get messy. If you've lived abroad, you'd get it. Stop looking so deeply and let people live life a little. Oh. Okay, so Brent's, Brent hits out at the point, the expat point, right? Like, yeah. you feel homesick, you're looking for a little slice of home. Um, I get it. I'm, I am I do and I don't. I, I don't. Big time, I don't. Okay, all right. Well, sorry. There are many ways that you can get a slice of home 
Like, there's so many different ways. Isn't it interesting that they feel like they can get a slice of home by doing a pub crawl? Like, I mean, that that mm, is interesting. That That is the drinking. depiction of New Zealand. Yeah, but we can, we'll go into that we, later we, on. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's like the whole, like, stop looking so deeply and let people live a little. I hate that. Because mm. that is just an excuse used for people, calling people out on their toxic behaviors. Yeah, exactly, right? And and if we don't call them out, it's going to perpetuate into something worse. Yeah, exactly. So I disagree with Brent's point there. Mm, and of course, the culture comes with the people. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, people may feel pressured too because they're not in New Zealand. But you do have that, as we said before, the binge drinking culture in New Zealand, does that actually have to expand overseas? Yeah. Um, but you know what? Because not that we like this comment entirely. Mm. Um, looking at this article, looking at the petition, I actually did a little look into the Kiwis in London thing. Yeah. Um, it's a nice little following. Um, and there are some people that listen to us. By the way, oh, and, and and who are are in the Kiwis in London Facebook group page? Hey, um, shout out! So shout out y'all. Um, and I guess that is, I guess we are your little slice of home. Yeah, guess, see, there are many ways you can get a slice. That's very true. However, building onto your point now of like, hey, let people live life a little. A drunk hacker isn't all good. Yeah, no, it's not all good because I think that's my depiction when I think of London's. Uh, when I think of Kiwis in London, White Sunny Day, that is what I imagine, yeah. which is maybe an unfair depiction of what the actual day represents to them. Right, right, of course. And wanting to point that out there as well, and for anybody who has been to, I would say, a 21st uh, in New Zealand or any sort of milestone in New Zealand, um, a haka is performed um, like as like an honor to get one. And in my... I learned my school haka, and that's where I, like, that was my first haka I ever learned. And then we do that now when, sadly, at Tangis, for people that we went to school with, or at weddings, um, or at someone's 21st. And everybody knows it, if you're from, like, definitely the naughty north or a small town New Zealand, there is that uncle that comes up to you before speeches like, gee, we're going to do a haka, do you know? And, like... He also polices whether you can do it. Oh, whether you're too drunk. Whether or you're not. like, yeah, yeah, I need you to ease up on the drink because we gonna go, we gonna do yeah. it. And like, that's a respect thing. That's nice. And it's also, if I'm doing a haka with you and I see that you're toasted, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. Um, and I know that's ninety nine percent, if not a hundred percent, of all the hakas that I've seen in Bennett. And it's nice. That's some form of accountability. Like right. you all have accountability over each other. Yeah, and it's like. You get real passionate in a haka. Yeah. And so like, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to speak for other people. I'm worried that if somebody did a drunk haka, they'd pass out. If they did one properly. Yeah. You'd pass out because you, you were exerting a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, next comment is from John. John says, well, can't blame them. Government today won't endorse teaching the treaty as a sore subject. So no surprise, the importance of this day is lost on New Zealanders when traveling overseas. I mean, look, we talked about this on, I think it was episode five and six of season two, when we were looking at Tawiki Otere Māori, where um, just the teaching of the language and the culture in schools. Yep. So this hits on that, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. And and I, I do like this comment because he's like, well, I can't actually blame them because we yeah. do so poorly mm. in, in this education system. And I mean, like, course subjects, not, obviously not wrong. I didn't have... There wasn't a core subject in my school. Yeah. And I went to Kaitaia College. Yeah. We did it, but like you didn't have to. I didn't learn about it at all in high school. Damn. 
Yeah, not at all. Damn. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. And maybe it was a subject that was offered. Yeah. But I did not learn about the treaty at all. Yeah. So I learned about the treaty in history class. Mm. Um, at the same time, I learned about... So after that, we did Parihaka Invasion. Mm. Um, and then at that point, I was taking Te Reo Māori. And yeah. we did... We did the Kingi Tonga Movement. Now, you see, we, I also took history, but we just didn't learn New Zealand history. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 And, but I do also want to say that the New Zealand history lessons that we did get was word to mouth. There was no... We didn't have any written resources. Yeah. There was no textbook. Actually, I would say, no, we did some New Zealand history. We just did uh, Gallipoli about three times. Are you serious? Yeah. Can, we, I, can I tell yeah. you, I've never learned about Gallipoli. I know. Yeah. We did, yeah, we did Gallipoli. Anyway, we're going down a path. But we, yeah, we need to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next comment is from Jamie. Jamie says, fails to mention that Clint Hine consistently mentions on all events and posts leading up to this event not to take the piss out of the haka. And it must be performed by sober participants who know how to perform it properly. Yes, it's a giant piss-up, but it's also a chance for Kiwis living overseas to celebrate what makes us such a unique set of people. It's amazing to walk alongside our fellow New Zealand brothers and sisters through our street city streets, singing and dancing. There is no malintent. It is all for fun. There are those that bring shame to the event, but of course, there is always going to be dickheads. This article seems to miss also the massive point that this event is not even held on Waitangi Day. It's held on a weekend preceding or prior. Cheers for trying to put a damper on a generally well-loved event. Go off, Jamie. Jamie, go off. And when I read this, I think we were talking about this article and this issue prior to me reading about this. Yeah. Jamie's correct. Mm -hmm. Jamie's this spin-off piece is a slang piece. Yeah. It is trying to to put that idea in our heads of like they're just doing pub crawls over there. Mm. It's disgusting all that. Jamie is absolutely correct. The guy Clint Hine who is also attacked in the article a lot. <laughs> a lot. They call yeah. him like a like a, a he used to be a part of the act and he was like a oh yeah, like all that yeah. sort of thing. Like they're really really trashing him. Mm. Um and it seems to be like a little vendetta against that Kiwis in London Facebook group, but I digress. Um that event there, the pub crawl happens does not happen on Waitangi Day. Yeah. And there are specific guidelines for if you know how to do the haka, we're going to practice it. This mm. is this is it. This is what we do. Of course, and Jamie also says, of course, there's always dickheads. And you can't control because these are adults at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. There's dickheads in New Zealand that do yeah. this stuff. Like, there are people who take the piss out of Maori culture mm. and have no intention of respecting it at yeah. all. And they reside in Auckland. So, <laughs> like, you know, people, like, in London who mm. are obviously, yep, wanting that little slice of home, cool, whatever, yeah, are necessarily also ruining it mm. for those people who are here to do that, are here to actually celebrate Waitangi Day in the way that they want to. And this piece by the spinoff, it's, yeah, it's not telling the whole story. Yeah, and actually looking kind of within. Do you know what I did on Waitangi Weekend this year? What did you do? I went to a wedding. So on Waitangi Day, there was no mention of Waitangi Day itself because I was at a wedding. Huh. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah. 
Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. And objectively, they say, oh, it's a long weekend, everyone's free, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. But is it really fair Mm. for us to look overseas and critique Kiwis in London Mm. when in New Zealand... It's peak, like, we had a wedding, we saw other people that were having, it is peak wedding season. And is that, is that okay? I couldn't answer that for you. I really couldn't. I, I it's surprising. Um, this Waitangi day, I just remember eating a whole lot of ice cream um, and fruits. Yeah. Um, because my first Waitangi day, my friends up north taught me about, ice cream and watermelon and that is my first introduction to waitangi day yeah but i don't see it as a long weekend Mm. i think it's really interesting that yeah yeah wedding season cool and you said long weekend and i'm like i don't see it as i see it as waitangi weekend yeah if it does fall on those like you know in Mm. the day of the week but you're right like who are we calling out in, in london when because people just go and just go on a road trip, go yeah. on holiday, yeah. have a party. And is that an all good way to celebrate it? Well, I guess we'd have to identify what is, like, what, what does, does it, it mean to people? What does Waitangi Day mean to people, right? Not even just what does it mean to people. What does Waitangi Day mean to the Kiwi? Fucking floor is a bike. <laughs> <laughs>